0: Are you ready to be you? Let's go! Hello, everyone. Hello, Be You Movement Fam. My name is Brooke Emery, your host, and I got the amazing, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Dr. Robin D Pasquale right next to me, and we are in her amazing office, local office here in Fort Collins, Colorado. And Dr. Robin D Pasquale is a naturopathic doctor homeopath and registered herbalist. So I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. And Dr. Robin has been a huge, huge part of my healing process and my growth process. So this has been an honor. And I'm so excited for you to share all of your knowledge with everyone, because it is something that you all need to hear. <laughs> so The first thing I want to mention, first of all, she has her own family practice, local family practice here in Fort Collins, Colorado, called Red Lotus Healing Arts. And I just want you to first explain what is naturopathic medicine and how you got involved and how you started your amazing career. Okay. So
1: naturopathic medicine is another way to look at healing, another way to look at um, disease and and coming from disease to wellness, and it involves looking at the whole person, not just their symptoms. It involves um, education. It involves doing no harm. There's principles that we operate under in naturopathic medicine that are all about honoring the person, the individual person, and not just the disease. And then the other thing about naturopathic medicine is we have this amazing array of modalities that we can use to work with to help each individual person where they need
0: to be helped. Amazing, so what would you describe the difference between an ND and an MD?
1: Well, first of all, I think that uh, we have similar medical training because naturopathic doctors go through medical school. Um, I took five years, some people take four. Um, And in that medical school, we learn all of the basic sciences that a medical doctor would learn. And we have clinical training in our clinic the last two years that we're in school. But we weave in, we also know all the drugs that are used by medical doctors. Um, we know pathology, we dissect cadavers, we do everything that medical students do except a uh, residency. And some graduates of naturopathic school choose residencies for further training. Others of us go right out and start practicing, and we gain our experience through practice. But one big difference is, is that. We use and we understand all of the natural medicines, including supplements, including herbal medicine, including homeopathy, which is not, and including nutrition and food, which is not paid much attention to in medical school,
0: which is a huge part of my healing, which you have been a part of. So we're gonna get into that in a little bit, but I also wanted to tap into your other education, what you qualify yourself as, which is, what is, a, what is homeopathic medicine? So homeopathy is a 200 plus
1: year science that was developed by Samuel Hahnemann in Germany. And it's based on the principle of let like cure like. And so we- I said that one again, let. Let like cure like. And so we use substances like plants, minerals, even animal parts, drugs, glandulars, that are all made prepared by dilution and succussion, so that it's an energetic medicine that matches the vibratory state of what we're trying to reach in the person. And I'd like to give this example of homeopathy which is that if you get stung by a bee, Mm -hmm. you're going to have redness, you're going to have heat, you're going to have swelling, you're going to have itching. And the homeopathic medicine we would use to help you with all those symptoms would be the homeopathic preparation of the venom of the bee. Oh, I see. But it's diluted and potentized, made into an energetic state so that when we give it to the body, it is like
0: cures life. That's so beautiful. So it, like you said before, it balances your system. Right, so it neutralizes or
1: balances
0: the symptoms
1: that are going on. And then we as homeopathic doctors take extensive cases from our people we work with, and we understand their physical, their mental, their emotional, their spiritual state, and can match remedies that we've studied with where that person is and where
0: they need to get rebalanced. Amazing, which is also the five aspects of wellness that we focus on in our podcast, which it's everything goes hand in hand. As I do these podcasts, I just realized that everything is just intertwined. So speaking of what you mentioned on, on medicines and how you care on your way, what are your, we're sitting with all of these amazing plant medicines. So what are your favorite plant medicines you work with? Oh my
1: goodness, (laughs) how how can I have a favorite? Um, Well, first I'll tell you with plant medicines, these bottles you see here are all tinctures made from the adult plants, the plants that have already matured. And then um, over here on this Mm -hmm. shelf, we have the gemotherapy, which are also plant medicines, but they are made from the embryonic state of the plants. So the buds of the, Plants and most of the trees are in the general therapy realm. Um, so what the general therapy does is captures the growth hormones and the enzymes of the embryonic state of the plant. Got it. So they have a lot more potential for rejuvenation and correction of issues that are happening. I love all these plant medicines. But my first go-to if I have these is the gemotherapy, therapy. And there's right now only 55 remedies from the collection out of Belgium and Italy and France that we
0: have available. Wow. Whereas there's many more of these. And why do you gravitate towards gemotherapy? therapy? Because I'm trying
1: to do the regenerative healing. So for example, when um, we start to talk about digestive health. Yeah, my favorite gemo remedy would be fig, because fig has everything to do with the regeneration of the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to that. Okay. Which but is- anyway, there's lots of favorites that I could tell you about. And for me, plant medicine has been a uh, part of my my whole journey, where I actually teach in the field you know, which plants are which. Um, I make, I harvest them ethically. I make medicines out of them. Some of these bottles here I've made. Amazing. And then I just try to understand why you would want any of these in a formula that we're making for each individual person. And anytime I can add general remedies to their mix, I do. Oh
0: my gosh, beautiful. So speaking of these, natural remedies what is the benefits of using these versus prescription drugs
1: yeah so there is a place for prescription medication in the world I have sent patients to medical colleagues to get prescriptions they need um, the problem with prescription drugs is that they usually are treating the symptom and not treating the cause and in naturopathic medicine we want to treat the, the symptom as the cause yeah so Many prescription drugs treat the symptoms. So for example, cholesterol high cholesterol medication goes to the liver, shuts off the production of cholesterol so that your cholesterol levels go down. But that doesn't treat the cause of the problem. Why do you have high cholesterol to begin with? Same thing for asthma. You can have an inhaler, but why do you have asthma? Mm-hmm. So I'm always asking, well, why do you have it? And then sometimes I will use natural remedies to treat symptoms, especially in acute conditions. If you have COVID, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of mm. symptomatic remedies. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to treat you for the cause yep. of COVID, right? And I'm going to help you if you get long COVID because a symptomatic treatment of a drug like Mm, like, um, the name of the one we're using right now, Pax bit is not going to take care of why we got COVID, you know, it's, it's just not going to help your immune system, absolutely. And so, I, you know, if somebody's got acute respiratory illnesses all through the winter, I'm going to help them with their cough, I'm going to help them with their sore throat but I'm also going to help them with their immunity Mm. so that they don't get,
0: that's a deeper cause of it. Right. So they don't get this all the time. Amazing. So all of those remedies and and different issues that, you know, a lot of people are having, I want to gravitate towards my, my difficulty and why I came to you originally. And what I hear from all of our members is digestive health. So how many do you, how many of your clients do you say you work with with digestive health? And how do you go about that process of healing?
1: Okay. So before I go there, I just want to say one more thing about the
0: yes. pharmaceutical
1: medications, mm-hmm. which is that natural remedies tend to have less side effects. And, you know, many pharmaceutical drugs have various side effects, and you know, the trade wow. side effects for the effects, whereas natural remedies are not. Carrying so many and many times that's because we use plants the whole plant and the plant is so wise it knows how to put multiple constituents together in the plant and when we make a medicine from that the side effects are less than if you just take an isolated thing an isolated constituent put it in a drug give that so you're using the whole plant the body knows that the body wow. knows that
0: Yeah, that is so beautiful. And it's, I mean, for me, I know it's so silly to say, but it's so much more natural and your body knows how to balance it, especially because we're in nature and it's a part of mother nature. Yes, (laughs) yes.
1: Yeah, and so I would say, I mean, I know you already had this piece from your other podcast, but I think that some of the most important foundations that would come up even in digestive health would be what you eat, how you eliminate that, whether you have movement in your life mm-hmm. and how your sleep is, and then the fifth piece, when you would be your spiritual practice. So and can you say this again? So what you eat, yes. How you eliminate, okay. Whether you sweat or whether you poop or whether you pee. Got it. So that's how you eliminate,
0: eliminate mm-hmm. right? Um,
1: what you eat, how you eliminate, um movement yeah movement sleep and then your spirit your connection to spirit which doesn't have to be a religion it just has to be a connection to something bigger because we have these bodies but we also have these spirits
0: and many people's illness is on the level of the spirit so how would you going back to the first step in how you you know heal digestive health what you eat when you ask them about what they eat, how do you have, help them change that or?
1: Yeah. So um, what I think is very important is to recognize that there isn't one diet that fits everybody. People need different foods. Mm-hmm. And um, I will often begin with the blood type diet. So looking at the blood type, um, people who are blood type O, generally not everyone but generally they are people who need more animal protein wow and you know as a naturopathic doctor i'm not calling animal protein evil Mm -hmm. not everybody should be a vegetarian Mm -hmm. people who have a blood type a are going to be more easily a vegetarian Mm. people who have a blood type b are going to be omnivorous like they can be both Oh my goodness, I didn't even know any of them. <laughs> yeah. And so I look at their blood type. I ask them, a lot of people don't know their blood type, but I don't even know. <laughs> because when you have a blood draw, you have to have a special tube. You have to have a red top tube to look at your blood type.
0: Wow. You have
1: to ask for that, that test. Or if you give blood at a blood donating right. place, they'll tell you your type because they have to type you there. Wow. So it's nice to know your blood type. And then we ask, you know, I ask, what do you eat? And when do you eat, and how much do you eat? Mm-hmm. And you know, what what state are you in when you're eating? if you're eating in your car, or mm-hmm. if you're eating at your desk, while you're watching while you're in a meeting, or you know, like it matters what state you're in, because when we take in food, we need to be in the parasympathetic nervous system mode. If we're not in that mode, which is rest and digest. Mm-hmm. then we're not going to digest most people are running in sympathetic mode which is fight or flight or freeze and they're running in that mode all through their meals no way and so if you're in fight flight or freeze and you're trying to digest your body's going to be like no way I'm shutting mm-hmm. all my blood to my extremities to my brain because i'm in fight or flight and if we can get into parasympathetic then we can take our blood right into our digestive tract and allow the focus to be there.
0: And then that helps the digestion
1: flow through. It helps the digestion flow through. It helps the elimination flow through. Mm -hmm. In order to do any of those, eat, digest, break it down, absorb, eliminate, we
0: have to get into parasympathetic. So with that, how many times do you suggest people eat per day and and uh, how much food per, per meal because a lot of us are running around and we have so much work to do and not an excuse people because i used to have one but <laughs> as you know very well but how what
1: do you suggest yeah so i suggest um that um people pause whenever they eat and i usually think a good way to do that is to prepare your plate or your bowl or whatever you're going to eat set it in front of you take a deep breath say your encampment or prayer Mm -hmm. and then take your food in and don't be doing 50 other things while you do that and then when you're done eating then you commence on with what you have to do Mm -hmm. and if you can pause for at least two meals a day then you're doing yourself a big favor because you're absorbing the nutrients from those meals. Mm -hmm. Many people right now are kind of um, aiming themselves at intermittent fasting and eating for less hours of the day. So delaying your eating till about 11 a.m. And then not eating after six. Got it. And so the benefit of that is if you don't eat after six, by the time you go to bed, your digestive tract is already digesting the food you're eating, and it's not spending the night doing that because your body needs to detox at night. Mm. And then, if you prolong it in the morning, you're giving your body extra time to detox, and then you take your food in and you shorten the amount of hours that you're taking in food so that that's the shorter time of how much your digestive tract needs to work. And, and you're giving it more rest than the other times. However, not everybody can intermittent fast because there's diabetics, there's people who have hypoglycemia, there's people who just can't go there. Children Mm -hmm. should never go there, right? Children need a lot of fuel. Adolescents need a lot of fuel. Mm -hmm. And, And so not everybody should intermittent fast, but if it works for you, it has its benefits. And if you're not intermittent fasting, then you can You know, have three meals a day. Or for some people, if their digestion, digestive problems are too full, you know, like they get too full, they can't, they don't have strong motility, they're not moving their food through. I recommend they do small meals Mm -hmm. multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. So, like every two three hours, you're taking in a small meal, and you're taking in generally a protein and a vegetable. Mm. and for some people they can do carbs easier than other people mm-hmm. but complex carbs is what you always want to do so which is which is whole grains and not not things made with flour so things made with flour are going to be clogging up the works most mm. of the time and you know i like my sourdough breads <laughs> <laughs> they're really good and i exception <laughs> for that right but for the most part, if you're having digestive problems, you probably need to take that out for a while right? and have protein, whether it's animal or vegetable protein, beans, whole grains, get lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit, nuts and seeds because you need good oils. So that becomes a basis of people's what I would call whole foods diet. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they have to look at what else they're eating and decide if they want to give it up or not. Do people want to give up their potato chips, do people want to give up their mm-hmm. popcorn, do the people want to give up their pretzels, because those are generally a part of their emotional eating. Right. Right. And so we have like eating for our bodies, nutritional eating, and then we have emotional eating. Mm-hmm. And there's a big component in emotional yeah. eating <laughs> that we going been going forever about. Right. Because <laughs> many people stress eat. Yeah. Many people eat when they're upset. Some people don't eat when they're upset, yeah. right? It goes both mm-hmm. ways. And we want to look at their patterns and look at what happens because a big part of digestion, as I said, we need to learn parasympathetic nervous right. system mode. So a big part of digestion is what is your nervous system doing? Because your brain tells your gut brain what to do. Mm. And one of the beauties of big, the general remedy I love the most, Digestion is that it cuts off the brain from the gut brain and it allows the gut brain to operate as an independent contractor. Wow. <laughs> and so if you're stressed, it's not going to tell your gut to be stressed.
0: And that's that's big. That's big. What other herbal medicines do you suggest for people who have digestive issues, meaning whether they have problems going to the bathroom? Or just consuming food in general.
1: Yeah, so, you know, if people are having a lot of trouble with bloating or gas or distension, generally we're looking at the microbiome being out of balance. Some people might call it SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. We want to make sure that the microbiome is in a good balanced place. Sometimes that's prebiotics, sometimes that's probiotics. Sometimes that's things that kill off the growth. So mm-hmm. herbs that might, you know, take out the things that shouldn't be there. And then and then reimplant what you want in there with your probiotics. Mm-hmm. And so clearing the deck is sometimes what we need to do. And then how mm-hmm. do you clear the deck? With herbs that are my antimicrobial so we might use bearberry. we might use walnut we might use anti other antibacterial herbs that would clear the deck amazing and, um you know sometimes i clear the deck with something like saccharomyces boulardii which is a A yeast, a big yeast that's like a bully in the gut and (laughs) tells everybody who's not supposed to be there, get out, get out, get out, get Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) I think I
0: need that.
1: (laughs) So we clear the deck. We try to get things that are only supposed to be there, there. And what a lot of people don't realize is that lactobacillus, which is one of our probiotics, there's many species of it, is the food for the small intestine. Mm, Mmm, bithidolum there's multiple species of that, is the food for the large intestine. So I'm always trying to determine people with lacto, people with the people with both. And many probiotics on the market are just a conglomerate of so many organisms that they don't necessarily
0: do the job we're looking for. Amazing. So I know I'm with you. It's a lot of information to consume. So for both, for those such as myself, I mean, I'm so grateful to have you. She's with you, (laughs) I'm with you, so as she knows. So for those who are just, they're listening to this and they're like, wow, I have digestive health, this is so much information, where do I begin? Okay, so where you begin is first you look at your food Mm -hmm. and
1: you look at what food is extraneous to your whole foods diet get rid of that stuff. Do a whole foods diet, and, I, you know, you could, people could fast, people could cleanse. But I think if you just do your food and you simplify it, it's a very big first step.
0: And that's exactly what you mentioned. Vegetables, proteins, whole grains, nuts and seeds mm-hmm.
1: and a little bit of food. Okay. Yeah. So whole foods mm-hmm. is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that I might recommend people do is just try to be really clear about whether they're um, eliminating, if they're not eliminating, well, let me back up. So if you're not, if you're taking in your food and you're still having bloating, gas, those kind of things, you can work with digestive enzymes because your body might not be making enough of them. Got it. And I don't recommend digestive enzymes long-term, but it's a very nice tool for making changes Mm short-term. Then you have to look at your elimination. And if you're not pooping every day, you need to get pooping every day.
0: So it's, how, how, what is a good amount? Once a day?
1: Once a day is your minimum. Okay, right. And so if you're not pooping once a day, you are considered constipated. Okay. And the reason for this is, is that if your stool is sitting in your colon longer than one day, your body's reabsorbing the toxins that it's Ooh. supposed to be getting out. So you want that movement. And you know, one of my first go-tos to get people to sleep more often is to have them massage their abdomen with castor oil mm-hmm. and then apply a source of heat for 30 minutes every day, once a day. And that puts your whole digestive tract into parasympathetic mode, which then allows it to do the peristalsis to eliminate. Now, if your constipation is lifelong or long-term, you might need some support Mm -hmm. from your naturopathic doctor to help figure out what else
0: you need to do. And this is something that she's taught me. You go from the right to the left when you rub your belly with castor oil. Yes,
1: because your colon is starting on the lower right and it goes up, over, and down. Mm-hmm. So you always want to massage it in the direction of the exit.
0: Amazing. So, eating whole foods, look at your elimination. And another amazing tip is using castor oil and adding a heat source and starting from there.
1: Yeah, I would. Say starting from there digestive enzymes also can be right. useful but not long-term
0: right short-term amazing and this has been so helpful for all, also me which... okay I have one
1: more tip yes please like to give your people yes please bitter things mm. stimulate the digestion so if you start a meal with something that tastes bitter like for example celery stalk with leaves on it or I like to go out in the middle of summer and pick lovage or parsley leaves and chew on them. and you can, Or you can sip like a, a bitter drink or a bitter, mm. bitter, you know, tea. Chamomile is really uh, supposed to be bitter, but they've actually genetically uh, modified the bitterness out of chamomile. So people will like it as a beverage. No. Yep. But if you can get good chamomile that's bitter, you steep a very strong cup of chamomile tea with a couple of tea bags in your cup, and you just sip that 10 minutes before you eat a meal, you're gonna turn your whole digestive system on. And so when you do that, you will salivate more, you will create more hydrochloric acid in your stomach, you will create more pancreatic enzymes out of your pancreas, you'll create more bioflow out of your liver, You'll create more peristalsis with your colon and your whole digestive tube will work better. So before every meal, you suggest having something better. Before every meal, yeah.
0: Amazing. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge help. So I want to close this off to talk about something that you were very passionate about and this is going to be a little intro to the next pod so make sure you come and also if you're not a member make sure you become a member because you're able to join live and then stay after for a Q&A which who, who wouldn't want to ask some Q&A with this amazing woman so this is just going to be a briefing to what's to come but I want to mention your family consolation okay
1: i <laughs> say a brief about it, which is that I've been doing this work for 30 years. And um, about 15 years ago, I got introduced to Family Constellation Therapy. And I share my story about that on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, on the next podcast. But um, once I got introduced to it, I realized it's the deepest form of healing that I have met in all my life. And so now I'm a facilitator of family constellation therapy. I do that work in person here in Fort Collins in groups. And I also do online constellations, um, which people can um, become a part of if they're interested in doing online constellations. Um, And what it is, is um, the recognition that we all have a mother, we all have a father. They sit behind us, no matter what your relationship is with them, they are your mother, they are your father, they all have mothers and fathers, they all have mothers and fathers, etc. And then back there, things happened. Mm. And those things were not always resolved. And then we in future generations have decided either consciously or unconsciously, that we're going to carry those or we're going to take those on. And um, and if we do that, they become entanglements in our own life. So if you have some issues that you're not getting clear about, it's possible they're linked back in your ancestral field.
0: It's so beautiful. constellation
1: work is a way of trying to um, acknowledge that and flow more love through the ancestral field in the family system and then going forward, and then you can move forward, and I really like to say that we do our constellation work for the benefit of our children.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. I am so so grateful, (laughs) and I hope that you all learned something amazing, because I did, and this is one of my healers, so as I'm sharing a part of me, I feel like I could tear up right now, but Thank you so much. Stay tuned. Join our podcast, Be You Movements I'm Podcast. talk to her passion and her energy because it's really <laughs> extraordinary. Thank you, Dr. Roman. I promise I didn't pay her to say that. No. So- <laughs> So join us, follow me, Brooke Emery, Brooke underscore Emery, and follow us, B-U-M-B-M-T.com and B-U-M-B-M-T. And I can't wait to see you on the next podcast and live. So thank you again, Dr. Robin, and we'll see you soon. Bye.